Come on, tell somebody else it's so good to see you on today. Can you move out your seat a little bit? Go look at somebody and say hi. How you doing? How you doing? Amen. Amen. Before you take your seat, take somebody's hand. Amen. Before you take your seat, take somebody's hand. Amen. Before you sit down, take somebody's hand. I just want to stretch across the aisle. Father, we thank you on today. We pray that you bless the furtherance of this service. We pray that you bless the word that goes forth. We pray that you bless your people. Lord, I decrease that you may increase and that you may get all the glory and all the honor. I'm broken. I'm challenged. I'm dysfunctional. But God, you get the glory and you make everything better. So have your way right now in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We thank you all for being here. It's so good to see you. Our first-time visitors, we bless you. We thank you for being here. Hey, that's my little brother. Lord, my little brother is in the house. Amen. Pastor Jason Nelson. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up, bro. Stand up. Amen. His beautiful wife. Stand up, sis. Amen. All the way from Patterson, New Jersey. Thank God. They're just rolling up. That's what we do in Patterson. We just roll up on you. You don't even know we're going to be there. Amen. So good to see you all. Come on today. We have some people. This is going to be their last Sunday. Oh. Amen. But we're going to pray for you after the service, after the message. So we, um, we're just glad the Lord's doing some great things in the house. Some of our members in prayer, those that are going through and having challenges, especially like Elder Renee who's recovering from surgery and also we want to keep in mind um, Deacon McCray who lost his dad amen and anyone else who's experienced some challenges let's keep them in prayer somebody say amen amen we're going to jump in the word this morning if you have your Bibles you know I practice no other need to teach the class and so if you're going to use technology you need to practice and I did all right this morning right eight o'clock amen see amen I listen to Elder if you have your Bibles, I'm going to go to John, first, first chapter in the 14th verse. Amen. If you can, I want you to rise all over the house, which is our custom. I feel like singing, Miss Healy. I ain't got no voice, but I feel like singing. Hey. <laughs> amen. John 1 and 14. If you have it, say amen. Amen. We're only looking at one verse this morning and coming from the New King James Version. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Somebody say amen. As you take your seat, look at somebody and say, it's just the human factor. Amen. You may have your seat in the presence of the Lord. So it is said that where you sit determines what you see. And this sitting is not just a, a physical location, but it's also a mental, emotional state. That my, my positioning will determine my perspective. And when there is limited positioning, you can avoid limited.
limited perspective. How is this so? How is this so? Pastor Bill normally sits in the rear of the church while Minister Angie normally sits on the front row. Both of them are in the house. Both of them are seated in the house. But Pastor Bill has a much broader perspective than Minister Angie. For Pastor Bill can see everyone that comes in. He can see the disposition. He can see where they go see, where they go sit. He can go see who they sit next to. He can see how they're operating in the service. While Minister Angie cannot because of her positioning. But if Minister Angie forms an opinion based upon something that she has not the privilege to see, then she can misclassify and misdiagnose what she's appearing to her. Example, example. Young man comes in the church, sits in the back of the church, sits in the row right before the, the sound booth, struggling with the service. The Lord meets him, the Lord touches him. He decides he wants to get up during the message and go to the altar because he wants to see what the Lord has. Pastor Bill was praying for him, pushing for him, rejoicing. When he sees him, gets up. He's happy, he's excited. He's pushing them to go to the altar to get what the Lord has. So he's excited because he has a broader perspective. Minister Angie has a very limited perspective, so she sees, all she sees is a strange man coming up to the altar. So her initial response is to shut it down, while Pastor Bill's is to rejoice. Limited perspective will cause me to take the wrong action because I have not the full view of what's happening and what's going on. So what should have been a great conversion experience becomes a deleterious situation where this young man no longer wants to be bothered. Limited perspective. Limited perspective and limited position. The seat that I take, the position I put myself in will change how I interact. It will change how I react. It will change how I discuss. It will change how I speak to. It will change how I, I, inter I deal with different individuals because my perspective is based upon my traditions. It's based upon what I'm used to. It's based upon what I'm surrounded with. And if many of us, if our circles reflect who we are and our circles look like us, then anybody that's outside of that circle, I'm going to reject because you're not like what I'm used to. You're not like what I've always seen. You're not like what I've always interacted with. So then what I end up doing is I shut down possibility and I reject potential because it did not come to me in the manner that I thought that it should. The seat, gotta watch the seat. Sometimes then we have to say to ourselves, where am I sitting? Am I sitting in a position of a broader perspective or I'm sitting myself in an isolated situation, in an isolated circumstance, I'm sitting where my mama sat and I'm sitting where her mama sat. And the only thing I know and able to embrace is what has been passed down to me from one generation to the next. And even though God is broad and ever-changing and ever-developing, and we do not have the capacity to fully understand the depth of God, we will take this infinite God, put him into our finite mind, and create some restrictions and some rules and regulations that don't fit the broadness of our God. I have learned that it is not my job to get you holy. I have enough problem trying to keep myself together. 
It's my job to point you to Christ and let Christ perfect the work in you. Perspective. All about the seat that I take. All about the place I put myself. Psalms 1 and 1. Put it on the screen for me, PB. Blessed is the man who walks in, not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path. Look at this last clause, clause, nor seats in the seat of the scornful. That's not a position that we take. That scornful means to look at somebody in ridicule, look at somebody in derision because you are not able to comprehend like I comprehend. You are not able to understand as I understand. So that makes me feel that you are less than what I am or who I believe that I am. So I'm sitting in the seat of the scornful. And David said, that's not a position that we take. That's not a position that we put ourselves in. We do not devalue because we are different. We do not devalue because our experiences are different. We do not devalue because we've come from different places. We do not devalue because you don't look like me or you don't talk like me or you don't think like me or you don't process like me. I can't be with you because you haven't gone through what I've gone through to put me in the position that I am in today. Some of us in here, you need to be really happy and grateful and praise God with the best of our ability that they're just sitting in church right now. Because some folk, you don't know what it took for them to get here just today. Some of them had to deal with you and they had to deal with you and still bring themselves in here and look past your crazy debilitated self to come in here and said, I'm coming here to praise the Lord. So don't judge me by what you see on the outside. Judge me by what God has put on the inside. And whether you like it or not, I am still who God has chosen at this particular place and at this particular time. Because if God didn't want me to be here, he would have took me out a long time ago. But the reason that I praise God is not because of what folks think about me. The reason what I praise God because I know what myself is and the fact that God still saved me and put his hand on me and still chose me and anointed me. You can say whatever you want to say, but I'm going to bless the Lord at all times in his praise. Y'all not helping me in here. Shall continually be in my mouth. You think I got a reason to praise God? Let me sit and tell you my testimony, baby. And you're going to praise God with me. Where that musician at? I feel like preaching right now. My God today. Thank you, sir. We, we, we speak about showing love. And, 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 and I think in this modern age, it has become more of a buzzword than an action. Because you can't show love until you come out of yourself. Love requires an action on my part. Love does not say, you come and fit in my box and then I love you. Love says, I look at your box. I might not like the color of your box, but I still love you. We have turned love into agreeance. If I agree with you, if I agree with your history, if I agree with your persona, if I agree with what I see, then I deem you, I deem you worthy. My broken self deems you worthy to receive my love. But love is about acceptance. I don't have to agree with what you do to love you. I don't have to agree with what you say to love you. Where is this shown? Every parent in here does this every day of their lives. You don't agree with all the choices that your children make, but I still love you. Yeah. 
and I'll show you love. So we have to change this situation and change this circumstance and change our interaction, our interaction and how we approach and how we handle each other. Tell somebody, I'm just human. I'm just human. I'm not perfect, but I'm human. I don't make all the right choices but I'm human. I don't make all the right decisions, but I am human. The truth is, is that you're not bad. You're not evil. You're not somebody that needs to not be in church. You're not somebody that needs to go away from church. When you are struggling or trying to be better person, the best place to be is in church so you can hear the word of the Lord to change your life. But what we will do is that if they don't come in perfect, we'll point fingers at them. We'll ridicule them. We'll talk behind their backs. We'll try to change them to make make them look like what we look like even though he got on jeans you try to put him into a shoe he don't even know what a suit look like he'll not get you know you know you know we don't know about no suits they got their pants that's hanging too long and dragging on the ground let me be human and let the Lord work on me give me a chance to learn God before you try to change me into who you feel I should be perspective what seat are you sitting in you human beings are complex creatures we, we, we are full of complexities different emotional different psychologies different experiences we are the products of what we have been through who has raised us what we have endured no two are alike we might look alike might sound alike might have similar modes uh, similar dispositions but we're all different and if I can't appreciate or value you because of your different difference, then I'm shortchanging myself. And I'm trying to lock you into a box that God has never locked you into. I'm learning, I'm learning, learning. Lord has blessed me. You know, Lord is expanding me. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's bringing, you know, newness into my life. Hashemai. Yes. And, um... <laughs> Lord, bless you, got a little friend, everything. Amen. Amen. Live up the road a little bit. Amen. And we were having a conversation because I met a lot of her friends, and her friends, I, 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 they're a little special to me. And I said, you know, you, you, you know, you got a lot of broken people in your life. And she said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know how they do. Mm-hmm. And then she said, um, she said, but doesn't God have a plan for the broken? I said, all right. <laughs> he do. You know, you know you get mad. Like, he do. Mm-hmm. Now you might get deep. <laughs> and, you know, you, you know, they put that and on, it's really over. And who's going to help them understand and learn their purpose if you locked yourself in the church? I said, what you want for dinner? I'm tired of this conversation. But it challenged my thinking. It challenged, because I, I grew up starch Pentecostal. No pants. Head covered. You know about that. Head covered. You can't, you, you can't do nothing. No movies. Y'all don't probably remember that no movies and unless you were in alignment with my belief 
and my expression of my faith, I couldn't even interact and fellowship with you. But then the ones that God has given us something to help, how do they get the help if I lock it away to those that already got it? Which seat are you sitting in, preacher man? I had to challenge myself. But see, it's easy to be judgmental when you have no issues. It's easy to be judgmental when you got a woman in your bed at home that's your wife. And it's easy to label everybody else that don't have one. Because you forgot what it was like when you had no legal woman in your bed. Notice I said legal, right? <laughs> you might have had somebody in there. <laughs> Hallelujah. She might not have been legal, but she was in there. Amen. Thank God. You know, I see, you know what I thank God for? That cameras and social media is this time. Because had it been about 20 years ago, it might have been some stuff floating, but thank you, Jesus. Ain't he a coverer? Bless Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's easy to, to, to be so sanctimonious in your holiness when you have no options. Don't nobody want you. I choose the Lord every day. Yeah, because nobody else, you ain't got nobody to choose. You're going to choose the Lord or you're going to choose yourself. Which one are you going to choose? But you know what brings God's glory? Those who have choices but still say, I'm going to choose God. I need to talk to the Pope that said I could have, but the only reason I didn't is because I love God. Not that I couldn't do it, but I love God more and I love God enough to say I'm going to go with the Lord. In my humanity, in my humanity, we are broken, all of us, in some way, broken but we're still valuable. Human, with all the conditions of being human, but still valuable. And one of the things that we have done in the church, we no longer allow people to be human. We only want your divinity side. We only want your praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But we don't want to hear the fact I really don't want to be bothered. This is not working. Can we just be real? We got all the adults in here. We be real. We don't allow people to be real and come to church and say, I really don't like my spouse. Pray about it. We're going to fix it. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's been about 15 years. Instead of saying, I understand what you feel, let's talk about it. Don't feel bad that you feel that way. That happens. Let's talk about it. Let's be human. Just tell somebody, you know, can I just be me? Can I just, you know, and, and, and really, most of the times in the church, you really don't want 
to be. We don't really want the real person. We want the church person. How you feeling today? I'm highly in favor. Blessed the Lord. That's what we want. We don't want somebody to come and say, I'm, I ain't, uh-uh. That praise team better be singing something. I'm going home. It's the humanity. It is that humanity that makes us special. It is that humanity that really helps to bring God glory. For anybody that has everything going their way can praise God. But when we praise God from our broken disposition, when we praise God from our messed up mentalities, from our dysfunctional behaviors, and we can look past what we feel and say, I'm still going to lift my hands in the assembly of the upright and declare that my God is a great God, it brings him glory even when the accuser are coming saying, look what they've done and look where they've come from and look how they've messed up. But God said that is still my child and you can still look past it all, you can shake off what was on you, shake off where you come from, shake off what you've been through and say, I'm going to lift my hands and declare that you are my savior and you are my deliverer. Has anybody in here ever been in a position where you had to praise God in the face of folk that you know were talking about you, know that were dogging you out, know that were running you down? I, wait, wait, let me get real real. Has anybody ever had to praise God knowing that you yourself was a mess and the only reason that I'm standing here today is because of the grace of God. I'm going to tell you, you won't tell I'll tell it. Say, I'm a benefactor of the grace of God. For had it not been for his grace that was on my life, I'd be on my way to a devil's hell. But thanks be to God who has given me victory and who has caused me to triumph. Tell somebody, I'm not perfect, but I'm blessed. I'm not perfect, but I'm anointed. I'm not perfect, but God's hand is on me. I'm not perfect, but when I pray, God's still hears me I'm just human I'm just human I'm just human sometimes we get it right and sometimes we don't get it right doesn't mean I don't love the Lord that means I'm human human and I don't need you to put me in the ground because I'm just being the humanity that I am. I, I, what would it be different if anybody, everybody that struggles, everybody struggles at some point in time in their life. If the time I'm struggling, I, you can sense it. And you can come and just put your arms around me and say, bro, sis, I got you. You're going to get through this. Not just that. We're going to get through this together. Because God has a greater plan on your life. I'm just human. The, go to our text. Put our text on the screen, um, PB. Um, John 1 and 1, um, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of faith and grace. Now look at this, though. And the word became flesh. That's powerful to me. I mean, you have to understand the word. The word represented here is, is Christ. So Christ, who being an eternal spirit, who was with God and was God, 
John 1 and 1, the Logos, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, Philippians 2 and 6, who made all things and without him nothing was made, John 1 and 3, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn above all creation, Colossians 1 and 5, in order to accomplish the divine will of God had to become human. With all of his power, with all of his might, in order to do what God had called him to do, he had to step out of eternity into time, wrap himself up in some of this, and become human. When he decided to come, he didn't come in, in his majesty. He didn't come in his shining glory. He didn't come as anybody. He came as human. And he was so much human that he looked just like everybody else around him. But when they came to arrest him, the only way to identify him from the disciples, they had to betray him with a kiss because he was just human. The way I'm going to achieve God's divine purpose in this world is I got to embrace my humanity. I got to embrace my humanity. This is this, this, this hypostatic union. It is, it, is, it is the divinity of God wrapped into a panoply of flesh that he operates out of bringing forth his divine will. That's what we are. That's what you are. That's what my brother and sister are. We are the God's divine spirit wrapped up in a body of flesh that God still uses to produce great works in the earth. You. Tell somebody, point and say, you, you have been destined to produce great work. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what anybody has said about you. I don't care if your mama and daddy didn't believe in you. You have been created to do great works. I feel that. You have been created. I need you to nudge somebody. Say, yes, you. Yes, you that sit in the back, that think I just come, that have no greater purpose than to pop out babies and get a job. No, you have been created and destined to do great works in the earth for the Lord. You, I don't care if nobody ever put you on their team nobody ever desired you if everybody rejected you if nobody embraced you if nobody thought that you were valuable I don't care if you busted and disgusted that you can't rub two coins together that you living on the projects or you living on the hill whether you got a yacht and a boat whether you driving in your bins or you rolling in the hoopty I don't care what it is what happened where it happened how it happened who did it to you who didn't do it to you I am coming against every spirit that always needs to be rubbed and massaged to need somebody tell you that it's going to be okay I'm telling you right now tell yourself it's going to be okay because you have been destined by God to do great works you're not hearing me I said I don't care what your circumstances was I don't care what you got what you don't have what you ain't never going to have I don't care whether you're coming whether you're going whether you're leaving whether you're breathing I don't care whether you're sitting whether you're working I don't care what you struggle with how many women you got how how many men you got how many of both you got in your life I don't care how many baby daddies you got baby mamas you have you have been chosen by God with your ratchet self to do something great and wonderful in this earth so you know what embrace your ratchetness I embrace mine tell somebody I'm a ratchet but I'm anointed I'm a ratchet but I'm powerful I'm ratchet but I'm blessed you think I'm ratchet let me pray for you and I'm gonna show you just how much power somebody ratchet got that I have been chosen by God to do something amazing in this 
with your human trifling self. Baby, they ain't even seen a half of it. You want to really see Ratchet? We can show you Ratchet. We're keeping it together while we're in this church right now. But don't get it twisted. Ratchet but powerful. Ratchet but powerful. Ratchet but... Still like my Lay's chips with the hot sauce. Still like my pork rinds. Still wear my socks with my sandals. But I'm still anointed. I'm tired of folk looking delivered but ain't delivered. I'm tired of folk looking like you love folk but you really don't love nobody. I'm tired of folk that have a church face but no power. I need folk that have been through some stuff and still can come up in here saying, I did everything they said that I did, but I'm still anointed. I'm still anointed. Still. Still. I need you to lean over for somebody say still it. And you know what? I don't need your authorization. I don't need your acceptance. I don't need you to pat my back. I don't need you to push me. You ain't even got to tell me amen. I'm going to tell my own self amen. Amen, Eric. You preaching real good because I know who I am in God and I... I'm going to give a tip to every preacher. Push yourself. Because if you wait for folk to push you, they'll love you today and hate you tomorrow. The devil is a liar. I'll push my own self. I'll pray for myself. Don't put, I'll sing my own traumatic solo and then preach my own message. And if you mess with me, I'll get in that organ and play my own key. Because I know who God has made me to. For even in our brokenness, we've been chosen to do something wonderful for the Lord, to bring him glory. Because we are the only species that God has redeemed. We are the only species that God wrapped himself in flesh died on a cross because he wanted to save us. I want you to get that. How awesome is it that God would do that knowing how messed up we are before we even realized we didn't even get to the point of confessing it. Before we even realized just how messed up we are, God chose to die and not a simple death. It wasn't a TV drama death. Oh. Poof, I'm gone. I just died. It was a horrible, painful, humiliating death. Knowing what we would do. Knowing our propensity, our proclivities knowing the stuff that we would go after that we should not and he said I still chose to die for you knowing that we're wrapped up in this humanity no good thing dwells in this but I still chose you 
Why? Why are we so important? Because we are the ones that choose him. Choose him out of our brokenness. Choose him out of our issues. Choose him out of our challenge. Challenges. Everyone in here that's facing a situation, but you had enough initiative to get up, put yourself together, shower in the heat. Thank you, Jesus. Put shower and come to the house that you may praise God. You chose God. You could have sat home waddling in your issue. You could have sat home saying, I'm not going to be bothered today. You could have sat home saying that I'm just going to do me. But you said, as, as bad as it is with me right now, I'm going to choose God. That's why you bring more glory to God in your humanity than you do in your divinity. Because you choose God. It's our insane ability to hope in the face of the worst things that has powers. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast to the confession or profession of our hope for he who promised is faithful for it's not what's on us. It's not this. We get caught up in this. If, if it don't look a certain way, it messes with my mind. If, if it don't do what I want it to do, it messes with my mind. I, when I look at myself, all I see is this. All I see is this. Too, too short. I'm too short. I'm not, I'm too tall. I'm too thin. I'm, have, I have too much pulchritude. Y'all know what that means, right? <laughs> I got too much extra. You ever told somebody that? You got a lot of extra. <laughs> this. I'm not light enough. I'm not dark enough. My hair's not long enough. My hair's too short. My hair's too long. It's too kinky. It's too straight. I'm, I'm too pale. I'm too yellow. I'm just, I'm too many things because all I see is this. And it's not what's on us. It's what's in us. Because what's in us coming out and overruling what's on us shows just how much power God has. We have this treasure in this earthen vessel, in this broken cistern, in this clay pot. God has given us something valuable in here and that's what we speak to that's what we celebrate that's what we connect to this is me I came to the Lord just pieces no church don't want to admit that but that's how most of us came to the Lord pieces broken and sometimes we need to remember where we came from because that'll make us more compassionate to others that come in this and you know what the enemy 
the accuser of the brethren, as the Bible says, said, look at that mess. What you going to do with that? Just let it go. This, just pieces. God looked at that and said, oh, ain't nothing. Bring that over here. Let me, let me work on that a little bit. So God said, all right. God said, let me put my mic down. Not perfect, but whole. Lord, but Lord, he still got a couple brick. Not perfect. Look at the scar. Not perfect, but whole. Not perfect, but whole. You know what we're looking for? We're not looking for you to be perfect. Just looking for you to be whole. Because God does everything else. God fixes everything else. You are that valuable. So what we say now, we give you permission to be human. And that God, and I am a witness that God will work out everything else. God will fix everything. Only thing he just needs us to believe in what's in us and be human. Tell somebody around you, say, it's okay to be human. It's okay. Tell somebody it's okay to be human. Everybody rise on your feet, take somebody's hand. There's a song that came out in 1986. Some of y'all might know it, some of y'all might not. It was by a group, what's their name, called the Human League, and they had a song with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Song says, I'm only human, of flesh and blood I made. I'm only human, born to make mistakes. The power of the Holy Spirit. I free your minds from the spirit of depression. I free your minds from the spirit of giving up. I free your mind from the spirit that wants to throw in the towel. I feel you. I free your mind from the spirit that's always beating yourself up, not thinking you're good enough, not thinking you are perfect, not thinking you have everything you need to do, not everything you need to have, to release in you an understanding and appreciation for the beauty of who you are. So by the power of our God and in the name of our Savior, Lord, I pray for my sister and my brother. 
that you're releasing them an appreciation for themselves, appreciation for the humanity, and the appreciation for who you have made them to be, not like anybody else, not walking, talking, doing like anybody else, but they might be who you have ordained and commissioned them to be. I pray that we release so much love in this house that everybody that comes in the door might feel it, might embrace it, and might walk freely in it, that they may move closer to you through a, a channel and a pathway of love. And we believe it so in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, real quick, before you sit down, before you sit down, I feel that some people identified and felt this message. All I want you to do is come up here so we can give you a hug. Come on, come on, clergy. We just want to give you a hug and say that we appreciate you. That's it. Just, just come from wherever you are. And we want to embrace you and say, yes, you're human. Come on, Dante. Come on, Dante. Come on. My brother got you right here. Get him, right? Get him, get him, get him, get him. You, you are special. You are special. God has a plan and a purpose for you. You are important to God because he did what he did just because of you. And if nobody